You can't grow in sin and grow in agape at the same time. Where agape is growing, sin cannot grow at the same time. You are either pursuing sin or you are pursuing the love of God. Listen, Jesus said, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. So sin seeks to put out the fire of love burning in your heart. Love goes cold as one gives themselves more and more to sin. After making that point, Jesus says next that those who endure to the end will be saved. Notice that the promise of salvation at the end is made only to those who endure to the end. So from looking at all that Jesus said before he got to the point where he said those who endure to the end are the ones who will be saved, we can see clearly that those who endure to the end are those who, amongst other things, do not allow sin cause their love for God to grow cold. To endure to the end here means that one is able to ensure that the fire of their love for God and for others keeps burning in their heart. The Lord Jesus shows us that we can get to do this by not allowing sin to increase and multiply in our lives. Listen, the increase and multiplication of sin will put out one's love for God. And because faith works by love, when that love goes out, their faith in God will be affected. So while others on the outside are still looking at them as members of the church and as people who belong to Christ, God knows that their faith is gone because their love is gone. And that's because they have allowed sin abound in their lives. Friends, sin wars against faith in God. Sin makes a person's heart dull towards God. This is the real danger of a sinful lifestyle. Listen, ask Samson and he will tell you. He thought everything was still okay, but he did not know that spiritually things had changed. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 13 says, I'm reading from the King James Version, But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So God says it's proper to keep encouraging one another daily so that we don't get to the point where we become hardened because of sin's deceitfulness. From this scripture, we see plainly that sin is deceitful and that its goal is to harden a person's heart towards God. A believer who does not turn away from sin will become dull, unresponsive, and hardened in their heart towards God. Acts chapter 7 and verse 39 says something very instructive. It tells us that it's in the heart that people turn back from following the Lord. It says they turn back in their heart. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 14 says the same thing, that backsliding happens in the heart. So what we're saying is this, a lifestyle of sinning will corrupt a person's faith in Christ. This is the reason for all the warnings against sin in the New Testament. And because the heart is the place most affected by a life of sin, People might not know by looking on the outside that a person has turned back from the Lord. You know, the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 11 tells us to flee fleshly lusts because they war against the soul. Exactly what I've been explaining. The Apostle Peter says these things war. They put up a fight against your regenerated soul. Like I said before, the effect of sin on the heart is why again and again we are warned in the New Testament to turn away from sin and not to get comfortable in it. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19, I'm reading out of the King James Version, it says, 
Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The Lord says to depart from it. Don't stay in it. Walk away from it. Like God would say about Job, he was somebody who would turn away from evil. He would depart from evil. He would leave it. So in conclusion, we know that whosoever believes in Jesus shall not perish. And it's with the heart that man believes. It's also in the heart that the person turns back. All these are things that take place in the heart. And only God knows the heart of men. So there might be surprises on that day. These surprises won't be because someone who believed in Jesus didn't make it. <laughs> no, there will be no such thing. Everyone who trusts and believes in Jesus to save them will spend eternity with God. But these surprises might be because some people who we thought were not trusting in Jesus would suddenly find out that they actually trusted in Jesus. But you see, we couldn't see their heart. And then we might also find out that some people who we thought trusted and believed in Jesus didn't make it. Why? Because while on the outside people saw them as believers in Jesus, in their hearts, their love for God and for people had grown cold because of the increase and multiplication of sin in their lives. This is the reason why the Lord Jesus warns us in Matthew chapter 24, 12 to 13. This is the reason why he's speaking to the church in Sadis the way he's speaking. Because he loves them and he wants them to come out of the error in which they are in. When we talk about people who in their hearts have turned back from God and you can't see it on the outside, let, let me give you an example. You know, Jesus told a story in Matthew chapter 18 about a king who cancelled all that one of his servants owed him. Because of course the servant couldn't pay what he owed. He couldn't pay the debt. And it was so much, a whole lot of money. And so when the king called him and he pleaded with the king that he had nothing, he couldn't pay him. The king said, you know what? I'm not just going to give you more time to pay. I canceled the debt. Now, when the servant left the presence of the king, he saw a fellow servant like himself who owed him just a little bit of money. Nothing close to the amount that he was owing the king. Mind you, this servant also pleaded with him and told him, please show me pity, have mercy on me. I, I really don't have the money now to pay you. This servant who was owing him money pleaded with him just the same way that he had pleaded earlier with the king. But instead of being merciful, this man who the king had forgiven and cancelled his debt seized his fellow servant by the throat and began to choke him and began to tell him, pay me my money, give it to me right now and threw him into prison and said to him, you know what, you're going nowhere. Until you pay me the last dime you owe me, you're not going to see the sun. I'm going to make sure I deal with you. You know, when the king heard of it, because the news got back to the king, when the king heard of it, he was very unhappy. So he called the servant and said to him, I mean, I showed you so much mercy and you could have done just the same thing I did for you. You have owing me so much more than this guy was owing you. How could you be this thoughtless? How could you be this merciless? Then he took the servant and placed him behind bars and said, you're not going to come out until you're able to pay me everything you owe. And of course, there's no way he's going to pay. So that's, I mean, you're going to rot in jail. You're going to spend the rest of your life there. And in fact, if you're not going to die, you're going to live forever. You're going to live forever in jail. Then Jesus said, this is how God will treat everyone who doesn't forgive his brother from his heart. You see, when God says forgive and you refuse to forgive, you can't be claiming that you believe and trust in Jesus. On the outside, people see you as a believer, people see you as a member of the church, people see you as someone who trusts in Jesus, but in your heart, you're not walking in love towards God. 
How do I know you're not walking in love towards God? Because the scripture says you can't love God who you don't see if you don't love your brother who you see. So since you're not walking in love towards your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who you've refused to forgive, it means you're not walking in love towards God. So you see, just for example, if on that day such a person is turned away from the Lord Jesus, people will say, oh, how did that happen? But we see it in the scriptures. Jesus said, God is going to treat people the same way who refuse to forgive their brother from their heart. So are you walking in all forgiveness? The Lord is calling you to repentance today. Because on the outside, others may think you're still a believer, but God who sees the heart knows that you've turned back from following him. So again, like we saw earlier in the scriptures, the Lord knows those who are his. He's the one who knows those who trust in him. And those who trust in him know it too. This is why Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5 that you should examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. We examine our posture in the faith by constantly keeping our eyes on the hotness of our love, both for God and for others. Because faith works by love. Listen, child of God. Jesus knows those who are his. And he knows the difference between a mystic and a continued unwillingness to obey him. Jesus told us in John chapter 14 and verse 15 and in John chapter 14 verse 21, If you love me, keep my commandments. Brothers and sisters, let us love the Lord with passion and let us set him always before our eyes. Romans chapter 12 and verse 11 says, I'm reading out of the translation called God's Word. Don't be lazy in showing your devotion. Use your energy to serve the Lord. The International Standard Version says, Be on fire with the Spirit. Serve the Lord. You see, the way not to grow cold is to ensure that you keep serving the Lord, walking in love towards God and towards His people. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 9, the scripture says that our only aim at all times should be to please Jesus. Child of God, listen to this. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11, I'm reading out of the King James Version. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Unbelief is what can make believers fall and fail to enter. This is why we shun sin, because the increase and multiplication of sin was against the faith in your heart. The scripture tells us that we stand by faith. So as long as your faith is in place, your place is maintained. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24. So child of God, in conclusion, it's not just about mistakes here and there. We are not saying that the believer doesn't make mistakes. And we are not saying the believer who makes mistakes will not spend eternity with God. The Bible doesn't teach any such thing. Besides, there is none of us who doesn't make mistakes here and there. What we are saying is that God calls upon us to shun sin and to never get comfortable in it. And he tells us that for our own good. That's the way our garments will be kept undefiled. That's the way he's going to robe us with his white garments which he has prepared for us. And he's not going to blot our names from the book of life.